Turn it up. You're listening to Live and Loud with the Lord. Nelson, that is. gentlemen once again you know who it is it's the big guy with the big show yes indeed the lord nelson that is hi from the podcast live and loud with the lord on the cms network with five rules entertainment and ladies and gentlemen i have a great guest but as usual i like to read something that i've written about them to big them up to let you guys know how great these individuals are, because I always have great guests. So you guys get ready for this. And if he doesn't mind, I'm going to read this all. So, ladies and gentlemen, Go for it, man. I up, am everybody? honored and blessed to have this young man grace my podcast with his presence. Like me, he is a positive human being who not only speaks it, but lives it. From being a successful businessman and entrepreneur to diving headfirst and going all in with movies and music. This dude is living his life on his terms and enjoying it to the fullest. I'm ready to have a great conversation with him. So without further ado, I welcome to the Live and Loud with the Lord podcast, Mr. Kurt Dermer. Yes, indeed. What's up, everybody? <laughs> going on? Thank you so much for having me. Lord I'm honored, bro. Again. I'm honored. Yeah, what an intro. Hey man, I gotta give it to all my guests, man. I, I I really sit with your your music and I and I pay attention. I do my research. I just want to make it the best it can be, and it's all about you. So that's what we're gonna do. So my first question well, with everybody you. always is, where are you from? Like Cincinnati, Ohio, more specifically uh, Mount Healthy, which is a, a part of Cincinnati. So, but yeah, that's where I'm from, and uh, that's what I do have a home there now. Uh-huh. I ended up back there little later in life and uh two of my boys live there still so and my mother i got you so well you know i don't know if you can see back there you know i've got those pittsburgh Steelers hats back there do not hold that against me i'm definitely a pittsburgh we finally have a, a team now in cincinnati so watch out 100 you do there's no doubt <laughs> So what's the best thing about growing up in Cincinnati? What was the best thing about it? Well, actually, man, I, I was born there and uh, we lived there about, what, uh, I don't know. I think I only lived there a year after I was born there. Okay. So I don't even remember when I was born there. Right. But now that I've been back there, the best part of Cincinnati is it's a great town to raise your kids. I raised my boys uh, for the most part in Cincinnati. I have three sons. One's 28, 27, and then 17. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, that's the best. It's a great family town. It's, uh, you know, got exactly what you need for the family and all that. And that's the biggest attribute I, I, I like about Cincinnati other than that. You know, I enjoy traveling everywhere else, but it's just a good home base town. Right, I got you. 
Yeah, I'm definitely a military kid, so we traveled a little bit also, you know. Yeah, uh, so, so you I, know what it's like making new friends. Right, I, I, I definitely understand it. So, if, so, well, if you don't mind, so before we get into your life of being an entertainer, can you talk about what was your early childhood like? Well, pretty much uh, moving around with my parents, and I'd go to these different schools and I'd, in different cities. We, we literally, and we were all over the board, man. We were like from Cincinnati to Cleveland to Miami to Wilmington, Delaware to Chicago to Dallas to Houston. And finally in Houston, we were there about six years. So those were my years when I was like middle school to high school. And I started going to big arena rock concerts and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, growing up, I pretty much figured out how to get through school and just with little effort because I just thought it was a waste of my time. And my pr I wanted to work all the time. So I did work a lot ever since I was 10. I had a yard cutting business right. in Houston when I was like 11 years old. I was making 400 bucks a week cutting 20 lawns. So mm. I've been a worker my whole time. But then I also fought, you know, a lot of stress and anxiety. Pretty much what my childhood was like trying to figure out what was wrong with me. Can't work at my ass. No, no, I, I I understand. Did your parents enjoy music like you enjoy music? And 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 if so, what kind of music were they listening to? Yeah, yeah, my parents were listening. To, I can tell you exactly. Captain and Neil, the Carpenters, <laughs> Steve Miller Band. <laughs> I mean, it's a bad memory. <laughs> no, man, yeah, no, like, no. Great oh, it's, music. Good, it's good shit. It's good yes. shit. Yeah, it, great I am music. Yeah, that's good shit. <laughs> and my sister was actually the one who was the big theater singer. It could have been on The Voice. She sang her whole life. And my dad was always a, he was a baritone in the choir, and he made right. sure he was always at church every Sunday to sing. Gotcha. But my, I lost my sister in 13 and my dad in 16, and mm. 2013 and 2016. Wow. And and uh, she passed of ovarian cancer. My dad died of COPD, but he, mm. he was almost eighty. Right. And they were the singers. And they were the my sister was in the madrigals and all that in high school. I was just the loser in high school. You know, the guy who hung out, just tried to get out of school and didn't mm -hmm. really know what to. But I worked my ass off. Right. So that the irony of it all, you know, I lost them, and just me and mom now. We had a family of four. And, mm -hmm. But it's like they're with me every day now, Lord. You know, of every course. time I go on stage, I talk to her and my dad. I go, let's go kick this in the ass tonight. And I go out and I do what I always wanted to do when I was young. But I just was too scared to. And I just go kick it in the ass and they're with me. So I got you, man. I feel you, man. Yeah. I lost my mom in 1985, man. And uh, and yes, indeed. Yeah. You know, those 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 things really affect you, man. It It, it really does. And so, but, but still, but still you have them in great, you know, the great memories of them still with you. And, and, you know, it's, it's, it's like that foundation that you can still stand on and, and, and do the thing. So I, I listen, I feel you and I understand 100%. So, so, exactly. as a, so as a teen, how do you feel the music scene back then affected your world? Oh, it was, I mean, I, uh, I saw uh, Iron Maiden before Bruce was even in the band. I saw Ozzy and Randy Rhodes. I saw Van Halen's Fair Warning Tour. I uh, just went to all these phenomenal shows when, in Houston because we had the Sam Houston Arena and we right. had uh, the Summit back then. You remember the Summit? Mm -hmm. And Dicks uh, <laughs> and Cheap Trick. And, all, and I was just like, man, I would love to do that. I'd look at the people, the reaction. 
Yes. But I was at the time, remember, I didn't, my brain, I didn't know, didn't make serotonin. So I was nervous right. and I was like, I don't think I could do it. And, but I, I said, if one day I can, and it's the right time that I will. And that's the journey I'm on now. So of, co- of course, and, and we'll still dive into that a little bit more. And, and so we segue right into it and you kind of spoke about it a little bit more. And yes, I did want you to expound on it. When you were saying you have spoken about finding yourself in a world of drug addiction as a young rock vocalist and the underlying issue was anxiety. So my question is, was this anxiety from you becoming a product of your environment or just the larger than life idea of sex, drugs and rock and roll and music? No, no, because the bands I was in before, I got married at 22 and I was out mm-hmm. of music at that point. Gotcha. You know, I met, met my kid's mom. They, they all have the same mom. And and I settled down, got my degree. I ended up even getting a master's degree. Okay. The guy in high school. But so I've got my two degrees had raised the family got to raise my kids when they were little which are the most i think the most important years to really make an impression on them yes, sir. but no i was i was self-medicating and because I, I didn't know mm. why i was so nervous and anxious all the time you know i like to party but mine was more tied to to that anxiety right and and then so it wasn't like the sex, drugs, rock and roll. It was a self-medicating, trying to make myself feel better because anxiety wears you out. Yes, it does. And that's why I was partying so much. Now I, I realized as I got older and figured out, you know, what was going on in my brain. I'm going to shift to the outside. No, you're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're good. We're good. We just parked. Hold on. Got you. We're going off the sides off the You 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 just All taking right. you just taking me back and making me feel a certain way. <laughs> yeah, you remember this shit? Yes, sir. <laughs> All right, can you hear me? All right now. Yeah, I can definitely hear you. I'm gonna go up here by the patio at the hotel. Okay, cool. But yeah, anyways, I uh, so I I didn't know what was wrong, but the alcohol and the you know the marijuana, the cocaine, whatever it was, it all made me feel like better or relief from that from that certain point in my life right and you know i was what i was going through so it wasn't that i wanted to do that it's just that i didn't know anybody no i got you i got you well you know i just like to say that so many of us as men are reluctant you know to get help because of the stereotypes that come along with getting help you know, like that makes us weak, but that's a wrong way to think about it. And and I applaud you in handling your you know business at an early age. And, you know, preferably someone out there who hears this or sees this will feel empowered to, you know, ask for help to, you know, better themselves indeed. So. No, yeah. exactly. Yeah, because yeah. it's not it's, it's nothing to be ashamed. It's nothing to be ashamed of, man. It's. Uh, it, it's it's scary, really. I mean, in my 20s. It got even worse, and I, I didn't know, am I dying? Am I having strokes? Am I having this or that? I didn't know what it was, and finally later in my, it took, it took a while, man, because nobody, I would go to talk to, you know, psychologists or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. whatever you call them, and they tell you how to relax or do this or do that. You know, I'm trying to figure out what, how I can make money in this world. I don't like working for the big corporations. It makes right. me nervous all that stuff. And, uh, I finally figured out I was, did my own research, did all my own stuff 
and I need to be a spokesman for this company, but I found a, a drug called Zoloft, mm-hmm. which is all it is is a serotonin uptake inhibitor. It's nothing with it shouldn't have any kind of dark things over it or anything. But back then, still, it was kind of an unknown thing. Yeah, I've seen the commercials. And, <laughs> so you know what I'm talking about. Yes, I do. Uh-huh. And, and all it does, it's a serotonin up, up, uptake inhibitor. And I started taking that. My whole life changed. I felt like a normal human being ever since 1997. Mm. I started my own oil companies. Those are kicking ass. Now all I right. get on stage. I'll rock out for 20 people. I'll rock out for a million people. I don't care. <laughs> right. I'm in front of a movie camera. I'm everything. And it changed my life. But never give up, people. You just can't give up. And hopefully my message there can help one of you maybe change your life because it doesn't have to be so scary if you just figure it out. Yes, indeed, bro. I, I, I'm telling you, man, I, I, I've i been looking forward to this, going over things. And as, as I said before, doing my research, I've been looking forward to having this conversation with you, man. And I, I appreciate what you're doing. So you were into music early, but went into yeah. purchasing and selling rental properties. So how yeah. did you get into that business? Well, I wasn't born into money. And, okay. uh, but I knew my dad worked for the oil company for uh, Chevron and my grandpa worked for Chevron and golf. Ah, ah. My grandpa also, by the way, was a motivational speaker. Him and my grandma went around the country to a positive, uh, ah, motivation. Speaking. Awesome. And, uh, but, um, <laughs> as far as that, my, uh, my dad had, uh, had retired, um, he took a package, you know, from these corporations, they'll do packages to, yes. get, pe- to get people to leave and not yes. really fire them and stuff. Right. And he wanted to get into real estate. So him and I are watching this Carl, remember Carl the cheats of the infomercial. So we, we bought, we bought the kit. Really? <laughs> <laughs> so I of course studied the shit out of that. And I'm like, okay, my, you know, I'm not, I wasn't born into money. I, I want to start my own oil company. I can't be kissing ass in corporate America. Mm. I figured out my anxiety at this point, figured out the Zolan thing. And I had all, you know, I was ready to roll. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to buy and sell like Carlton Sheets is teaching me. So I bought, <laughs> I ended up with like 28 rental properties Wow. over a two, three year period. I would fit, buy them, fix them up. I'd some I'd refinance, pull the money out tax free because that's what she it's all legal to do according yes. to Carl Rashid. And I'd put it into a checking account and some I would just, uh, you know, just fix them up and sell them or whatever. But at the end of the day, I raised about $40,000 cash right. from do, doing that on my own, had these 25 rental properties in Northside, which is a little part of Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. And, uh, would go to the banks and go, Hey, I want to start my own oil business. Can I get, Oh no, all businesses fail after one year. I'm like, well, how are you encouraging the American dream? If you won't even give me a chance and I've got some collateral here. Right. And I finally just said, fuck it. I put the 40 grand in a checking account, a regular old checking account and started my oil company above my garage with a dry erase board, a computer and a phone. I would sell from point A to point B, get people to give me credit. And that's how Coolance Plus started. That's how the Starfire oil brand started. And now we have probably 140 employees. We have a big blend plant up in Pennsylvania. We have a huge distribution facility in Cincinnati. We ship all over the world. And I started that above my garage with 40 grand in a checking account. And 
did what the banks told me I couldn't do, and now the banks beg me for my, for my business. <laughs> <laughs> my brother, you listen, you are the American dream of, of, of what they what it's supposed to be and how they talk about it, like you could come in here and do what you do and handle yeah. business, and you took every advantage of it. Even when they told you no, you still handle your business. No. That is yeah, and even beautiful. at the end with, with the houses, I sold them and I had an option. I got, because it was a pain in the ass having all those rental properties. Right. But it accomplished, it was a step. Everybody's got to realize we take a step and one step leads to another step and that step leads to another one. Yes. So then I, I, it was time to get rid of those, focus on growing the my oil companies. And I ended up with three houses left that nobody wanted. So I ended up just taking the write-off on them, and I donated them to a church in Cincinnati to help battered women Mm -hmm. that were battered by their uh, spouse or their boyfriend that had kids. And they helped, you know, bring them back from that tragic thing. And so I was able to just donate those to that that organization, and I help people. So I'm a big believer in the more you give, the more you get in life. And that's why I believe I've gotten a lot of the blessings that I've gotten because I, I'm a giver. And if you hoard money and you don't share it with others or try to make a difference in the world, then you're just going to be stagnant and it'll be a waste of time. So the more you give, the more you get is my tip of the day for everybody. Hey man, listen, I just, once again, goosebumps, chills, man, just to hear. I love the, the positive attitude because, you know, I do my very best to always be that, you know, that's just in my spirit. That's how I was raised. And, uh, you know, to hear you speak this way about these things is is amazing, man. And I just, once again, I just want to applaud you. I, did, I just, once again, I knew it was going to be a great one. I knew it was going to be a good feeling thing for me also, you know, just reading and and and, and doing my research, man. So that's love, oh, man. thank you. Yeah, so I see that you got, you, you received your entrepreneurial spirit from your grandfather and, and your father. I can see that. And, well, um, they were, yeah, but they were more of corporate. They were more corporate. They were more corporate. Grandpa more. My dad wanted to do do it, but he just mm-hmm. never. They could just never get to that point. Right. But they taught me and gave me the foundation awesome. to take my because I'm very competitive. Mm-hmm. It, I was I was played all the sports when I was young. Ah. All that I got my Eagle Scout when I was 13 years old. My mom goes, "You're going to get your you're going to be in Scouts and get your Eagle Scout." I go, "Well, I don't want to be in Scouts all through high school. I don't want to wear that uniform everywhere." And right. And I go, okay, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to get it as quick as I can. And I got it at 13. Oh, so I, man. I got that. I got my God and Country medal. I, my mom drove me. I was in activities. I was working all the time. And uh, I think I did. I don't know. I don't know where it really came from because my dad was, you know, he worked for the same company all those years. But then he did go into real estate and all that. So mm-hmm. it was probably embedded in them. They just didn't have the wherewithal to figure out how to maybe do right. it. Right or take the I'm probably more of a risk taker. That's real, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because not everybody's built to do that, man. I understand it. Not everybody's built to to take those risks, man. You know, a lot of us we like to play it safe and and you know we become complacent in what we're doing because it's paying the bills, it's handling things. So hey, man, once again, I applaud you on that. So so did this venture allow you to move to bigger and better business businesses, affording you the capital to step into the movie and music fields? eliminating a big issue most independent bands have well i guess was i thinking that no at the time was i even thinking i'd get back into music no Mm -hmm. i mean i was working 12 15 hours a day i was a salesman 
Right. So I built my organization, me at the top, instead of like a CEO. And then I got people below me that could support my efforts because I started, I was doing the whole thing at first until right. I started making more money. But then in 2017, and this is what, um, one, 18 years into the, these companies growing, mm -hmm. I uh, was, my, my oil brand Starfire, we, I, I met a guy out in Denver, uh, Mark McMahon, who placed products in movies. You know, mm. see, like in uh, the Fast and the Furious, you'll see Royal Purple. Or right, right, right. Or, mm -hmm. You know, placement ads. Places, so, yes. Mm -hmm. So Starfire got into that, and I went down to do a cameo in this John Travolta, John Travolta movie called Trading Paint. Paint right. Uh -huh. <laughs> and I'm supposed to present the check to the winner at the end. And that was part of the deal. And Starfire's on the racing suits and all that. Right. So cool. I'm going down and I'm headed down there with my driver at the, at the time. And uh, we show up and I'm there for hours and I'm walking around the infield of the dirt track in Alabama. And uh -huh. they, they start taking my picture and talking to me and, they're like, we need a track announcer for the end of this movie. Instead of doing the cameo, would you like to have a speaking role? Because I had a, I had a sport coat on and a t-shirt underneath it, right. all that shit. Like I had the look they were looking for. Uh -huh. And I go, well, why wouldn't I? Is this a sign from above? You know, uh, <laughs> right. now I'm going to be in a scene with John Travolta, Shania Twain, Toby Sebastian from Game of Thrones, oh, wow. Michael Madsen's in the movie. All these, all these big names and. I'm like, okay, let's do it. And when I learned my lines an hour later, I'm under the boom and the camera and there's a huge <laughs> crowd around like hundreds of people. And John Travolta and I are talking about how I'm going to play my scene. And I'm like, it's me. <laughs> so that's how I got it. That, that was the first night that changed my life. From wow. The shift from oil to entertainment. Wow. So I got in the car. And I just talked to Michael Madsen, just met John, just was hanging with Toby Sebastian from Game of Thrones, getting pictures. We did the scene together. I'm like, I'm a, I just became a SAG after member. I just got paid and I was just supposed to do a cameo. So I felt very blessed that night. And when the, when I say the more the give, the more you give, the more you get on the way home. I was like five hours. I had to get back straight home to get to work the next day at, at right. the office. I didn't want to get in a hotel or anything. And I had my driver. I'm in the back seat. I don't tell this story very often of the car. And I just realized I got paid to do something that was unexpected. I just mm -hmm. got into a movie. It just it's gonna change my life somehow. And I was reading this story on my on the news on my phone about this poor girl over in England who would chew on her hair all the time and it caused a stomach infection that killed her and her family was very poor. Mm -hmm. And they were raising money for a funeral. And I think the balance that was left was like about what I got paid at the movie, right. which I wasn't expecting. So I went on their GoFundMe and I took care of her funeral oh, expenses man. because I was blessed with getting into that movie. Awesome, and I just man. gave it all right back right away. Indeed. So you know what happens then? I Mark gets me a placement in Halloween and I end up getting right. a speaking role in Halloween right. and I'm one of the few people killed by the real right. Michael Myers right. from the original John Carpenter franchise <laughs> two months later. And then that this is in January of 18. Right. And then October of 18, I find myself walking down the red carpet at the Chinese theater in LA for yeah, Halloween, right. Jamie Lee Curtis and all of them. Wow. And all I'm in the movies. Now I'm 
I'm I'm in movies and I'm loving it and I'm starting to film other stuff in Alabama and whatnot. But that that was the two events that changed my life to get me back into entertainment. Right. The music followed after that from right. filming in Alabama. And I met uh, Ben Trexel, who's a singer-songwriter out of Birmingham, mm-hmm. who had three little songs that uh, he just didn't have the vocal thing the way it, it needed to be. And they were rocking tunes. I just said, Let, let's just get together. Let me just get back into this. I haven't sang in 30 years or whatever, but I know my voice is different than everybody else's. Right. And we did, we did those three, and they turned out great at the, the beginning of 2019. And then we kept writing. And that's how it kind of all began. And if you want me to go further, I can go. But now, listen, let me, let me go ahead and tell you what I always love and I tell people. I, I love when you go into it. Now, I have my questions, of course, but you've already, boom, and it just flows so nicely. So I'm just like, that's amazing. No, <laughs> thank you. Those are, you have answered so many of the questions that I was going to ask. And I, and I just <laughs> love it, man. I, I just love it. I really do. And thank you for all of that, man. I really, listen. Kurt, man, I'm telling you, man, I'm enjoying this. I, I really have been, I'll say it again. I've really been looking forward to having this conversation with you, bro. So it's all oh, love. So Yeah, I'm very thankful you you agreed to have me on. No, no, no doubt, man. Me. Yes, indeed. Yeah. So is there a certain genre of movies that you love? I like anything but rom rom coms. <laughs> In musicals, I'm not. I'm really. I'm, I love music, but I really. It's hard for me to sit and watch people sing stuff in like a movie, like West. I, I mean, they're fine. I, I appreciate the art. But it's just, it's just not my thing. Love horror movies. I love action right. movies. Right. Those are probably my two biggest. And I love really good comedy, like Dumb and Dumber and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. Well, well, I'm gonna say, man, I agree with you as, as much as I love music, and I love music. But I just cannot get into musicals when they start singing in a movie when they just da da ba ba. Oh my goodness, it kills me. And even oh, like okay. even like watching the old westerns back in the day, I love the old westerns until they start singing with that guitar on the horse or whatever. I just couldn't take it. I was just yeah, like, it's either, like, man. come on, man, you know, shoot somebody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, man, I don't want to hear that. It's like somebody give me an ice pick and just. Stab me in the cheek. I mean, <laughs> we are definitely on the same page, same book, same word on that one, man. No doubt about it. So it has to truly be awesome incorporating two things you truly love into one magnificent package of entertainment. Talk to us about the Hell Billy Hollow feature film and how this came to be. Well, Hell Billy, I, so it's good where I stopped before because I kind of t- I got into Halloween and I'm mm-hmm. thinking I'm going to do my own horror franchise here eventually. And uh, I had talked to Kevin Wayne, who I had met in Alabama. We were doing some other smaller filming after I knew I wanted to get back into this. Right. And uh, I said, let's do it. He goes, let's do the Hell Billy Hollow we had talked about. Mm-hmm. So we uh, got together came up with all these kills and ideas and we got Bernadette Chapman from down in Birmingham as a writer who knew how to write a script. And uh, there is an actual site in Alabama, an actual attraction in Vincent, mm-hmm. Alabama called Hellbilly Hollow. Ah. So we had a built-in set and everything. And you know, Lord, to, to break into the movie business, it, you know, it's one thing to get a little role here, be like the guy serving the popcorn at the fair or whatever your little cameos and movies and stuff but if you really want people to see what you're capable of doing you got to find that way 
to get that in front of people. Right. So I realized I, I needed to show people what I could do because I know I can do it. But mm-hmm. so much of the battle we all face in life is everybody else's opinion and everybody wants to keep you down because everybody wants to keep you down, whether you mm-hmm. believe it or not. So I'm like, let's film. Let's do this. We'll do our own franchise. Kevin's already an established actor and it's decent roles. And uh, let me show the world what I can do. So we wrote this uh Hillbilly Hollow about these two brothers. I play Bull, who's this crazy, uh, psychotic nut job and tickles. My brother is Kevin Wayne. He's my brother. He doesn't talk. Um, he's very unique looking, I'll say. And uh, we become this horror duo. And we've already written Hellbilly Hollow 2 now. And uh, we're just waiting for the right now it should come out in the within the next year with shopping right now i just don't know how it's coming out yet i'm waiting to see what kind of deals we get awesome, but that's man. that's how hellbilly hollow started man that's that's awesome indeed now you're making it work man that is beautiful man i'm telling you man so so let's let, let I, I think it's time to dive into this music man you know, I can still talk about it, about your movie stuff itself, but I, I do want to ask you one more thing. You know that. about you know about the movie I shot in March, right? Which one? Which movie? It's probably not much info out on it, but what Hellbilly Hollow led to because the mm-hmm. director and the producers of this movie, it's called Scared to Death. Mm-hmm. I just filmed it in March. I star alongside Lynn Shay from Insidious, Kingpin. Okay, something about Mary. You know, she puts right. her tongue between her. So I star along Lynn Shea and Bill Mosley from Rob Zombie's Devil's Rejects and House of a Thousand Corpses. But I never would have got the chance to star in this movie and create this character I have called the Grog Grog. without (laughs) doing Hellbilly Hollow. And that one's getting ready to come out even probably ahead of Hellbilly Hollow. But Hellbilly Hollow was able to show people what Kurt Dimer could do as an actor. So look for that too i just wanted to give you of that course, of course of course you're one of the first ones i've told that hey man so. well thank you for that because yeah i was going to ask you was there any other roles that we could go check out you know and listen that's yeah. coming that'll be coming into theaters for sure hey, awesome 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 man this dude right here is that guy i love it man so let's dive into the music you've got some heavy hitters in your corner and the production complements your style and delivery so well what's that feeling like to no, you have greatness, you know, riding with you, you know, with your vision. Well, I, I feel very blessed, you know, as we were talking earlier, I just started writing some songs in uh, in Birmingham with Ben Trexel and we mm-hmm. made this demo tape and I did it under the, the name Bald Man. And I uh, ended up eventually taking it out to L.A. and I got a little house in Woodland Hills with a little studio. I figured if I'm going to live this, I better be in the middle of it until I figure it out because right. you got to figure this shit out. And my manager kind of at the time, the people around me when I was had this little studio at the beginning of end of 19, beginning of 2020, the COVID just hit. And mm-hmm. uh, I had this demo CD. You know, I had had David Bendit from the East Coast mix that the best he could with what we Ben and I gave him. Right. And I like, but I had some catchy tunes on there, and I want we wanted to take it to somebody, and the management said, "Let's call this guy, this guy, this guy." One of the guys was another fellow Lord, Chris mm-hmm. Lord Algie. Yes, indeed. And uh, he agreed to take a look at my stuff, and he agreed to remix it and make it the way he thought it should be. Mm -hmm. because he liked my vibe he liked my voice it was different 
I couldn't sing worth a shit because I hadn't sung in 30 years, but it was like, there's something we can do here. Right. And uh, him and I ended up having dinner one night, and I never thought he'd even want to take a picture with me or anything. Mm -hmm. And we, we go out to dinner, and we just became instant friends. We're still great friends. We travel together. We be outside of work. We awesome. uh, you, you know go to shows together. We go to dinner every night when I'm in L.A. that we can. Right. And uh, go to his house for holidays, all that. So we mm -hmm. became great friends, and he said, there's a little cover you and Ben did here that, and I didn't want to do it, have a cigar by Pink Floyd. Right. He goes, let me show you what we can do with this. Let me show you how I want to present you to the world. So that summer of the COVID year, we uh, went to the studio and he blew me away. And this guitar solo on there blew me away. Yes. <laughs> and it comes to be Phil X from Bon Jovi. Right. Guitar. right. It's like, what, what the fuck is this? This is just stupid nut crazy shit and i'm like <laughs> the, the month later we're shooting a music video for have a cigar and yes. we're off and running so Amazing. it's crazy so i got him surrounding me and then i then, then the next thing you know i'm getting andy gould who managed rob zombie right. and all these for, to to manage me and he's not my manager now but that was crazy but it's all the steps we talked about yes, earlier. Yes. Went from the demo to meeting Chris on a phone call to meeting Phil X through Chris to getting Andy Gould to believe in me because Chris was in my corner. Yes. And now Brian Wheat, the bass player of Tesla, manages <laughs> me because they discovered me when I opened up for them yes. on a tour last year. So right. it's all steps and you just got to keep walking. And if people beat you and hit you and knock you down or try to take from you, just keep going. Uh, never give up. And hopefully I can inspire people to do that. Kurt, man, listen, once again, just goosebumps and chills just having this conversation with you, man. And and you so much like, you know, like me. And, and I like to speak that positivity to people. You know, that's yeah. that's how I live my life, man. And, you know, I'm not I'm not worried about all these other things that are going on. I just want to be as positive as, as, as I can be, man. And it, anyway, it's not about me, but I'm just telling you, I'm embracing everything you're saying is, is great to me. I, I really want you to know that again. And I'll oh, say that, I'll say that many more times as we continue to have this conversation. So I know when I hear music and I know what's dope to me when I hear it, I'm constantly smiling while I'm listening to it. And I must say, this is the reaction I get listening to your music and just listening to the oh, lyrics you. because, you know, being a person who's a lyricist who writes, just listening to what you're saying, you're not putting it out there where it's so super complicated for people to try to, you know, understand it. It's to the point and it, and it, and you know, it gets them and, and you just have a style that's just, I, I love your style. And so oh, have, you. have you always had this style or was it a style you constructed with these great musicians you're with? Um, well, the way we we go about things is that I write on my on my notepad on my phone when it comes to me. I don't force anything. I'll have an idea. Like uh, I don't know if you saw my the, my dad song I wrote for my yes, dad. Indeed. But I uh, that was uh, one night on a deck having a bunch of beers and mm -hmm. I'm looking in the sky and I was just feeling my dad's presence and I literally wrote those lyrics in 15 minutes and they that's one song they never changed. Right. And then I take my vibe. I'll do a voice memo. I'll go, I'm feeling this or this, and then I'll give it to the the pros, the, you know, the yeah. Phil X, the right. uh, Ben Brexel, the Chris Lord Algae, and that's how we create our music together. And awesome, man. 
And I just, I don't know, man. It's just, it, it's come out of me. Just, I've gotten mm-hmm. back into it. At first, I was very, you know, it, we're all first a little nervous when we're do, doing something that we haven't done in a long time or haven't, right. that we've never done. But now I feel like every day I get up, like today, I, I'm on the bus. We're not here yet. I'm like, I've got this interview. I've got to get up. But you know what? We're going to make it happen. It's just going to be the way it is. Right. It be. And here we are, you know, I'm now I'm enjoying this little court. It's just, you got to, you've got to, I, I read this book by Napoleon Hill, which changed my life too, when I was going through the anxiety called Think and Grow Rich. Mm-hmm. And it said the most successful people hit rock bottom in life. Well, I hit right. rock bottom. Mm-hmm. I had terrible anxiety and panic disorder. I had no money in 1995, dead broke. Mm-hmm. I hit rock bottom. I surrounded myself, even the oil business with the accountants, the lawyers, the people that know and trained how to do all their jobs. And in music, it's the same thing. I surround myself with the best mix engineer, with some of the best musicians. Right. Doing all the things I can't do. What can I do? I can go out on stage, perform, put on a great show, you know, be positive to people, rock the fuck out. Yes. And I've got all these other people surrounding me that great bass player great it's the same formula of business and that's how i do it yeah Corey larry when i had him on the show in the early times of alive and live with the lord man i could just you know remember talking with him about having that team and and it's a must that you have a great team around you and i've still been working on that i have great musicians and stuff that i work with still and but you know it's having those other entities in there to oh, help yeah. you get along the way and just hearing you man I, i'm inspired by you and just you know you say even at my age now still you know because i love music so much so once again i thank you again for just just beautiful information man and um and i love it man i'm telling you man it's just it, it, it's awesome it's awesome it's awesome and, so, it go, and, it go, yeah. and it goes all the way down to for, you forget all the musicians my tour manager and mm-hmm. my right hand guy kyle gerhardt's been with me since 2021 I was going around during COVID as bald man, and I was probably horrible, but he believed in me. And now here we are going out with Skid Row and Buck Cherry and yes, playing indeed. the House yes. of Blues tomorrow night yes, and all indeed. these other great. So, yes, you know, indeed. never give up. Any of your listeners just never give up. Keep going for your dream and you'll keep learning and getting better. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, so let's get into the EP Work Hard, Rock Hard. So I will say I love every single song, bro. I love your vocal delivery. It's unique to me, and it fits so well with the music. So what's wild? So so let me say what's wild to me is that a lot of these young hip hop artists out now that are doing so well, and and I'm an older dude, so you know when I listen to certain things, I'm just like, wow, you know, this is kind of crazy to me the way that they their delivery, but it works with these. It works so well, so they're kind of like like you know talking. You know, they're more like speaking. You know, and I and, and right. Even though yours is more like I, I say stalking, you know, it's singing and talking, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but but theirs is just like they're more just talking, and they're not trying to be too complicated. They're just letting the and these kids get it. So what I, I'm with all that I'm saying is that your delivery style is is something that we get. It's it, you're not making it difficult. You know, somebody some people like to be so complex and like oh I'm being this. no. What you give to us, we get it, we feel it. And I'm just saying that's once again, I love it, man. I I just you know want to Thank say you. so. The, <laughs> so let, let let's talk about this EP. So I've written down these songs, man, and now we can go over each of them. But 
you, you I, this is what I'll do. I'll say say the song, and I'll tell you what I think about it, and you just jump in if you want to. You know, okay. And, and so right. you know, because I know you're getting ready for what you're getting ready for. But see, I knew I was going to be long winded and talk to you because I would just enjoy everything that was going on with you again. Yeah. So let me say this. So naive. I love the video. Great song. Big and catchy chorus. Amazing music. What's what, how do you feel about that? Your get on and naive is uh, pretty much shares the pain I've went through from 2020 to 2022, trying to figure out who was with me and not with me, who was mm -hmm. trying to take advantage of me, who was not, because, you know, you come back into this industry and you do it at a time in your life where you can take the punches. Right. You're going to get a lot of punches thrown at you and you're going to yes. get a lot of dark shadows coming out of the woodwork. So mm -hmm. I wanted to share that experience with the listener and hopefully help them realize that don't be naive to everybody around you and what their um, uh, motives might be. Awesome. 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 And just like I said, love the video. Um, so burn together, meaningful, great lyrics and chorus. Now burn together. If I'm not, if I remember correctly now, is that the same young lady in that video that was in the other video? Yeah, there's actually a trilogy of uh -huh. those videos and you've got video two and three burned together was two naive is the closing so mm -hmm. pretty soon we're going to be putting out big toe okay off our new debut lp next year It'll be a gotcha. double F, and big toe will come out and it will be the uh, the prequel okay, we're going gotcha. we're going totally modern shit. <laughs> so then that then all three will make sense and they'll come out as a package but yes it's the same woman throughout all three videos she's great great she, she's actually uh I'm, I'm drawing a blank but her her father or stepfather was uh a lead singer in a band and i cannot remember the last name sorry but anyways he uh so she, yeah she's phenomenal and jeff tate is in that video who right. was the lead singer of queens right now uh -huh. who performs as jeff tate you know of silent lucidity fame from right. back, you know, MTV in the nineties uh -huh. in front of the orchestra. So that uh, that was that was amazing as well. But yeah, that song's about the destruction of the family values and how our families aren't the way they are were now. How we, you know, parents are going out just partying, thinking of themselves, get higher nannies, and right. how when I was a kid, I'd come home and you know I'd have to come in at seven and have dinner around the table. Right. You know, so it's a pretty simple concept. <laughs> Once again, and it might, it might be the reason why a lot of shit's fucked up. So that's why I wrote that song. <laughs> I listen, a lot of my friends, you know, uh, we're still close from way back when military kids, you know, and, yeah. and, and we were raised a certain way and we, you know, values and morals. We just look at things a certain way. And a lot of times it doesn't jive with what's going on, especially today. And it's something that my wife always said, and you just said it. She was just like, we raise our children. She's like, some parents still like to go out and party and have a good time. You know, even though they have, you know, they have children, they have these, these, they have to take care of certain things. They have responsibilities, the word I'm looking for. That they, But they're out partying and doing everything. But see, she and I, and I'm not talking noise about anybody. I just know that what we did and how we raised our children and what right, we wanted right. it to be. And and you are 100% correct on that. Yeah, and I'm not putting any of those people <laughs> right, down either. Right. But, you know, let's learn that. If you, there's no problem with going out and partying as parents. But if you're going to choose to have little kids, 
at least plan around the fact you have little kids 100%. that need to be raised and you need to make an impression on to give them a chance to make it through this life. Yes, That's indeed. all I'm saying. Yeah, they didn't ask to be here. That's right. Exactly. Oh, man, I'm with you on that one. So only time will tell. Love the in and out. One bar, then only time will tell. <laughs> ah, another one, listen. And then that harmonious chorus comes in and makes you feel so good. Great guitar solo, man. Tell you I'm loving your music, man. I've no doubt, man. I, I, I'm, thank I'm, you. I'm tripping. I'm fanning out of here on you, but it's just real. <laughs> well, thank you, yeah. That, yeah, that. I love that song. I, yes. I, lo I love it. I just wish, well, people are going to hear it eventually, you know, uh -huh. if you haven't heard it already. I mean, it's, that's the hardest part is just getting ears on it all over the world. Yes. But we're working hard to do that. And thanks to folks like you for having me on. Hopefully it brings more listeners in. Of course. But yeah, that, that song is just, a, it's pretty obvious. It's just like everything that happens to you in life, you just never know. Right. Only time will tell. And uh, I mean, I end up saying that half the time when people ask me a question, I go, I, I don't know. Only time will tell. <laughs> <Right>. you <know? laughs> I like to line it. Will I see heaven or will I see hell? Yeah. Only, <laughs> Only time, time will tell. tell. <laughs> that's right. we, that's for all of us. That's for, for every us. single one of us. That's real yeah. talk, man. So ease it in. Definitely has that throwback vibe and a part of it seems to mimic an iconic ACDC song. I don't know. It's just like what I thought I was hearing. I could be wrong, you know, but, but, but it's, it's, it's an amazing song too. Yeah. That, that, that was more about, you know, being cool, especially dudes to women. And then also right. about just kind of ease it in and anything in life. Don't panic. I think there's, a, right. I know there's a, there like, Bad timing, control, empty, toilet paper. You know, how many right, times right. have we been on the toilet and we look over and there's no toilet paper? <laughs> <laughs> Just don't worry. Ease out of that situation. Ease it in. And the funny thing of that song is, is that was when I was bald, man. I was running and people go, I bet you can't write a song right now. And uh -huh. I just said, okay. And I wrote Ease It In, and I wrote some other song I haven't put out now called Just The Tip. <laughs> and I'm like... <laughs> but, and Phil X read the Ease It In lyrics, and then out of the blue, he just said, I, I had a big inspiration for the song from the lyrics, and that's right. that's how that song came about. Uh -huh. kind of, yeah, it kind of reminds me of ACDC. It kind of reminds me of... Uh, it's got kind of a punk rock vibe to uh -huh. it, too, like a skater vibe. Oh, uh, definitely a dope song, man. Definitely. So what you're saying, just simply, I had written so much other stuff, man, when I was jotting down my notes, but just a simply spiritual song, great lyrics, amazing lyrics, man. Well, I, I thank you so much, man. People love that song. That's probably one of the ones we, we play at every show. Right. That people, it's, I've I know I've changed people's outlooks on life at every show with that song mm -hmm. and that was during covid i had flown back to cincinnati when you could finally you know fly or do what whatever and i was at uh one of my stepsons i think had a uh it was a graduation party and i'm kind of just hidden on the deck you know kind of staying away from all the kids and right drinking, drinking some margaritas and i'm like all of a sudden it's like the world is so fucked up right now. And mm -hmm. I just started writing this and I get that line came in, my Lord, what you saying to me mm -hmm. and, and, and any of us, a Lord can be anything to anyone. Right. So it doesn't pigeonhole you into any kind of religion or anything. Right. It's just, it is, 
it could have those overtones, but it's a rock song and it's mm-hmm. just about making you question what is what's really going on around us. Take a deep look at it. Yes. And really the simple answer to it all is like my arm says right here, be kind, be kind, be mm-hmm. kind to each other. Wake up every day. Go make a difference in the world. It's pretty simple. And maybe we can gradually make a change in to the demise we're going through right now. So that's what inspired me was all the events going on in 2020 and trying to share people with people an inspirational message that just came out of my head that I wrote that song in like 25 minutes. Right. Awesomeness, man. You know, when, when we, when we get it, we just get it, you know, and just like that's you said, I, I, I'm so thankful for my iPhone cause I have so many ideas that I put in my notes and, and, you know, yep. my voice memos, it's, it's the craziest thing in the world. And that's just that's one of my it. phones. You know, I have so many in the other one, man. People think I'm crazy when I even let them hear. They're just like, what's wrong with you? I was just like, I love music, man. I love it. I can't help it. It's just in me. It's just in it's me in now. It. Yes, indeed. It's now, in go ahead. I'm sorry. It's innate in us. I mean, it's yes. just part of us. And, and I suppressed it all those years to raise mm. a family and start other businesses. But then I also think when I tell people that, well, it was kind of creative to come up with your own oil brand and all that. Mm-hmm. I was just doing it more on a business level than a mu- music and the arts, you know, in theaters. So. Right. Hey, man. Uh, once again, amazing, my brother. Indeed, indeed. Back of the school. Awesomeness. <laughs> Lyrics are dead on. And the chorus, once again, is amazing. And, and you're just keeping it 100, referencing those internet gangsters and Twitter thugs and all that. Man, I'm telling you, I was just like, I was like, man, this is awesome, man, because going back to being in school and things and how we used to handle stuff compared to how they do things now, they hide behind. That is just an amazing song too, man. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, I remember leaving, you know, you you did it too, Lord. I mean, we we had those guys in school that always wanted to get in fights and then everybody (laughs) follow them. To the field behind the building, behind the woods, you know, <laughs> be a big gang of people and they take their differences out or whatever. Right, now, right. <laughs> it's too easy for people to be mean and hide, you know, hide in the bushes and not take yes. the ramifications of being an asshole to somebody right. or being mean. And it's just not right. And I just wanted to call them out and let them know that, uh, you know, some people like me see what's going on. And hopefully I can help others look at that, too. And, you know, just tell them to leave us alone or just pretty much just ignore them. You know, Uh, yeah, great one. Great, 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 great hero. So positive with an amazing energy, man. Just come on, man. (laughs) Well, yeah, I. uh I'm one of one of one of the people in the world, and thanks thanks to your family, your your uh, sounds like your family's military. You traveled around, mm-hmm. but what people need to understand, and I wanted to get this out in the song and show it in the video, is that we could, you and I couldn't be sitting here talking right now. I couldn't uh, be playing a show tomorrow night at the House of Blues. Uh, Little kids couldn't be going to gymnastics today after school if our military didn't protect our country and help us have the land of the free True. in the home of the brave. And I think that's being lost on the messages being thrown out in society now. And we need to quit taking for granted the fact that without the sacrifice of these folks that are in our military and uh, our veterans that go through this and then come back and try to have life, and then I even take it a level deeper. 
they have mothers and fathers and siblings and friends. They're all going through it if one of their family members is going over and trying to protect our country. Right. So you have a lot of human beings and minds intertwined in this, and we need to thank those people and appreciate them and re- not take our life for granted living in this great country and why it is free. Mm-hmm. And then uh, also first responders. How many of us want to be first responders? How many of us want to be EMSs or a police officer to try to keep the peace? We'd be naive to think that we do not need first responders to help us live in life. That's a challenging job. It's a stressful job. And people put their life on the line for all of us so that we can live free on that level. Yes, indeed. And then during COVID, you know, our frontline workers, they went to the hospital every day. Uh, Mm -hmm. People went to the store, to Kroger, and they... So we could go get our groceries or do whatever we needed to do, even though we were facing whatever it was, the pandemic or whatever it, you know was going on. Right. And uh, we can't we have to appreciate all those people. So that was my inspiration being behind Hero and Phil and I just kind of rolled with it. And uh, I think we came up with a a really cool, fun tune, and we play that all the time too because I always want to thank those people. Of course, man, no, I love it, love it. It just reminds me of uh, you know. Even though Stuck Mo when I was with Stuck Mojo, we did the song Open Season, which was, you know, about 9-11. And then, of course, we did the song I'm American also, which, you know, yep. when I was writing that, you know, speaking to, you know, the great country that we have. You know, nothing's perfect, but yet still, this is the greatest country in the world, man. So yeah. This is love. I mean, we've traveled to other places, and there's some great places around this world now, there's no doubt. But, you know, there's yeah. nothing like being here, man. So, yes, indeed. So, great. Another great song, my brother. Oh, so, well, thank you. My dad, great tribute and allows me an insight on the relationship I have with my son. Now, I know my dad and I are real. My father and I are really, really close now. Um, not so much as, you know, when, when I was younger, but we're real close now. You know, he's, he's such a, a good dude, great dude now. But my son and I, we have that kind of relationship and and when you're speaking about your father, that's that's how I want him to look at me. I want him to have that, you know, that love for me. And I and I think that I fostered that kind of relationship with him because my wife and I, we put our children first and foremost, raising yeah. them. Now they're all grown, they all have degrees, they're all doing well in life, and and we we take pride in that. We really do. And and I'm just thankful and grateful. And so when I hear this song, once again, it makes me smile. It gives me good feelings, man. And, you know, you speaking on your father like that, man, it's love. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where I'd be without him. I probably wouldn't have made it this. I probably wouldn't have made it to this point in my life. Uh, he supported me even when I made mistakes when I was young. He right. supported me when I had the anxiety attacks. Mm-hmm. He was trying to help me figure out what it was. I could always call my dad. Um, he got helped me get, get into the oil business where I could learn that after I got my degree. He paid for my education, for my bachelor's degree, even though he didn't have the wherewithal to do it. He made it happen. Right. Um, when he was, you know, at, when I started my own company at a shrine of all my different products in his room, when mm-hmm. he couldn't really get around anymore, and he was the guy I could call at one in the morning and we just talk, you know. <laughs> right. And when he passed in sixteen, here, here, this pretty, I, I like to tell this story because I like to get it off my brain so it doesn't just stay deep in my brain all the time. Mm-hmm. I was actually when my sister passed away in thirteen. 
my mom's not real good at dealing with death and I didn't know I was either, but I was the only son and she was the only daughter. Mm -hmm. So there's a hospice in uh, Fort Lauderdale and she had passed away with ovarian cancer. And I happened to be in the room with her holding her hand as she Mm -hmm. passed away. Mm -hmm. And then three years later in the same hospice, my dad said, I don't want to wear the mask anymore. And they took him to the hospice for the COPD, Mm -hmm. same hospice, different wing. He told my mom two days earlier, my sister was over in the corner. I, I'm driving to work in Cincinnati. Instead, I go to the airport. I fly down. I had this feeling because I knew it was going to be any, any day. I flew down there, went to the same hospice. My mom picked me up at the airport. I had her wait in the car. I went inside and the doctor said, a couple days, maybe. He's resting comfortably. I go, can I have some time alone with him? I went you know, I was rubbing his hair. He's breathing deep. He's out of it. Just totally, you know, morphed out and, uh, went in the bathroom, had my cry, came back out, backed away from him, said, dad, I'm so glad you waited for me to get here. It's okay to go. And he literally stopped breathing. And that was it. Oh my goodness, bro. man. That's the bond we have. He waited for me to get there. And he heard me say that even though he couldn't talk and he stopped right then and started stuff. Man. So that's the connection that yes. people need. You need to look really deep into that because that, that shit just doesn't happen. It's, right. it's the way it was. But that's what my dad waited for me to get there. And then he wanted me to know it's cool. I said, it's cool to go. Let's go. And then I went out to the car, told my mom. She started crying. And then on the radio, Nat King Cole and that, that um, unforgettable song comes yes. up. Man, I- that's the kind of shit I look at, you know, Ooh. and I'm sure you do, too, because we're looking for signs everywhere. And, uh, so that inspired me. I mean, obviously to write that song and to share that. And I wanted to share that with the world. And I wanted to share that story because we have to look at the beauty in the darkness. And that's what inspires me to do what I do and to write that song. And I can't wait till I headline because you know what song I'll be playing when I headline and I'm not rushed off the stage. I'll be playing my dad for because indeed. it can apply to your dad, your mom, your sister, a yes. best friend, anybody you've lost. Man, every everything you just said, man, is is you know I'm an emotional guy, man. But 100, I understand every single thing you're saying. Um, you know, knowing when my mom passed, my sister was actually there with her um, because my mom died of colon cancer, and uh, you know she struggled with it for a long time. I didn't know. Yeah, as, I'm as, sorry. As, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I didn't know, you know, as a youngster that she was going through these things. And, you know, but right. then she finally told us, like, you know, I've got six months to live. It was just like, wow, you know, I'm in my senior year of high school. And I'm just like, man, this is too much because she was our our everything. You know, she, just, I know. you know, and it's just like so it was very, very difficult. And then, you know, I came back to Columbia to get my uh, my diploma and um, my dad brought me up and then going anyway, man. I get I, I get emotional. I understand what you're saying 100, percent man. And uh, I thank yeah, you, it, I, I thank you for that. You just you kind of like evoked some some feelings in me that that made me think about a lot of those things that happened. And uh, nah, man, I, I think you yeah. and I are together today on this yeah. interview yeah. to maybe help inspire people. And somebody brought us together, and yes, here indeed. we are. 100. And and when you say signs, yes, I am big on that. I always say like that's a sign to me. You know, yeah. I, I, I I really am that guy. And so many of the things that you're saying, I, I really equate myself to. I'm just like, wow, 
I'm there. And it, you yeah. would never know how much really it's affecting me on the inside because I don't really get super excited about stuff on the outside. But on the inside, man, I'm jumping around doing I'm doing backflips and stuff. I'm just yeah. like, man, he said that, man. That is that is awesome, man. I love that. I love that. Yes, indeed. So I want to move to have a cigar, which you, you spoke about earlier. <laughs> Listen, have a cigar. It's like that industry exec dream seller to me in the way that you guys did it. And and I love it. It's fire. It's a big song, man. You guys did it so well. I love that song, man. I love the way you did it, man. It's, it's really oh, well, thank you. Uh, yeah, and, and it, it was very appropriate at the time. You know, I, now that I look back on it, I'm glad Chris talked me into doing it because it's what I was going through. I was right. a new artist coming to L.A. and I was <laughs> dealing with a bunch of people like the owner of Monty's Steakhouse. That that's who the, that's who the uh, gentleman is in the video. Yeah, really? Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And that's where Chris and I had our first meal together. And that's yeah. where we met. So we had him uh, come, come over and, uh, you know, he loves cigars. And he looked like a, one of those people <laughs> who might want to switch me. <laughs> so. Yeah, definitely awesome, man. Awesome, man. So, last one. Doom. Love the vibe and the chorus once again. As that punch after those dope lyrics, man. Another great message, man. I'm telling you, you you have done a great job with these songs and lyrics. And I love lyrics. So when I'm listening to you, I'm there, man. I'm just like, oh, That's thank it. you. And I see everything. I am a super, super visual person. So every word you're saying, it's I, I'm looking at it like this. It's a movie to me. And I'm just like, oh, damn. Oh, well, yes, indeed. And I tell people it's the gift and the curse because I don't care what you're talking about. I see it. I don't care yeah. what you're talking about. I see it. So, That's but no, awesome. yeah, no. So, Doom's another great one, man. Another great one, man. Indeed. Yeah, yeah. Doom kind of just, and I appreciate that so much, man. It's yeah. one of my favorites, and it, yes. it that one. I wrote one night because the movie Hellbilly Hollow. Uh -huh. At the end, there's a big, uh, great final scene in the movie where the we needed a, a punch to come in there, and mm -hmm. I wanted to write a song. And Doom came to my mind uh, as that could be this punch song. But I also wanted to put a, another message in there mm -hmm. because, you know, a lot of the dark side of life, like when I was going through the stuff, self-medicating yes. with the drugs, people on painkillers, people doing heroin, people yes. doing crack, all that stuff. Right. That creates a dark doom. I mean, pretty much you start doing heroin, what, there's pretty much... Most of the time, the outcome is going to be doom. And right. I want to kind of, yeah, it's a horror movie and there's doom in horror movies, but let's also intertwine real life and, the, and some of the biggest factors of doom in real life. And that's what inspired me to write that song and hopefully maybe help a few people realize if maybe if I stop what I'm doing here now, that I can uh, find the, the light again in life and not the doom. And not to mention, you know, that the, the song just rocks out and yes. fit perfectly in the horror movie, which had a lot of doom in it. So, man, hair melted on a spoon. Listen, man, I get the flowers for you. Man, I'm telling you, man, all of that, I got the bullet for your brother. All of that. I'm telling yeah. you, it's so visual to me just to listen to it. Really, yeah. those, your lyrics got me visually so man no 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 it's just unbelievable man chorus amazing but come on man great song. Another, another great one man so just need people to hear it man it's yes, doing pretty well on radio so far we yes. just started but i think 
I think it's going to do really well. We keep getting ears on it. So getting it out there, and that's the that's the thing. A lot of people don't understand. Yeah, we make music and we do what we do, but it's getting it out there to everybody, man. You know exactly. Yeah, and and that's that's the hard thing. That's when all the work comes in. You know exactly. All oh, that's when all the work comes. So how much did you enjoy the Jeff Tate Empire tour, and and which show stood out to you the most? Uh, the Jeff Tate uh, Empire Tour was fantastic because that was after we had shot our music video together and did our song together. And right. we really bonded and became friends. And I owe a lot to Jeff Tate for giving me that first opportunity right. to tour with him and his band. Mm -hmm. It was just incredible. I mean, most you know, I, I I knew that was something special that I didn't just have to grind it out at a little club here and there and try to get two, three people to show up like everybody right. told me I'd right. have to do. So I had to figure out that. And we put this burn together. To get, it was just, it was just amazing. We, I think we did over 40 shows and that was my mm. first real tour. Wow. And that was in September of 21. Yeah. Well, we've only been touring two years this September. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I just remember, you know, we, we would play small venues with, two to 400 people or we'd go to a big theater and play, you know, for 800 to 1500 people, which mm -hmm. is pretty phenomenal for a first tour Yes, as an opening band. But what I'll never forget from that tour is we were in Jacksonville, Florida at their big state theater. I think it is or something in Jacksonville, Florida. And we played at the, theater wasn't all the way full but when we got done playing as an opening band we got a standing ovation oh man <laughs> oh, and that man. was crazy yeah <laughs> those memories that are branded in the mind and your mental that will never oh man that's awesome once again i can standing. see it man you know you, you go up there and you do your thing and then all these people are just like wow you know in you blew, theater, you blew yeah. them away they got it and that's yeah. that's that's important when they get it that's a beautiful thing, man. Yeah, oh, that, that, I'll, I'll never forget when everybody stood up and it was, uh, you know, not that people haven't, but this was a theater with seats and people were sitting like, who the hell are these people? And then by the time our set was over, we had an ovation. So that was a special moment. Oh, man, it's awesome. It's awesome, man. Well, we're, we're, we're getting a little closer. And so I want to talk about the Gangs All Here tour that, you know, with Skid Row and Buck Cherry, you know, what expectations do you have for this tour? And when this tour is over, what should we as your fans, and I say we because I'm definitely a fan, <laughs> expect from the great Kurt Diamond? Well, you can expect a lot of high energy. You can expect uh, Kurt being crazy on stage, interacting with the crowd in the 30 minutes that I have. Um, you can expect to hear six of the best tunes that we've that we feel we've put out, uh, especially Doom. Um, and we're going to go there and honor, you know, Buck Cherry and Skid Row because they were kind enough to let us be on this tour with them. And it's just the three bands. And I appreciate people that uh, help each other, as I've said earlier in our conversation, and we will honor them and we will go out and make, uh, blow people's minds away. And, I want them to leave the place realizing, okay, we saw Skid Row and Buck Cherry, who we love as great fans, but now we have another great band that we love. And then I will go meet everybody at my merch booth, and I will take pictures, sign any, whatever anybody needs, and talk to anybody, because that's me. That's Kurt Dimer, and hopefully people will walk away like, 
as a new fan of a band that nobody's ever heard of or people are starting to hear of, but we're on our way. Definitely, bro. Well, listen, amazing, amazing, amazing. So my very last question for you is, what was the last song you listened to? The last song I listened to. On purpose or just on a shuffle? <laughs> Whatever one, it doesn't matter. <laughs> last, not, uh, last night on the bus, I got on the bus, and uh, my driver, Chris Lafferty, and I are really good friends, and we always he always drives us. And uh, he's a former NASCAR driver, so mm-hmm. it's nice to have him as a bus driver. <laughs> but, but anyway... <laughs> But anyways, yeah, I played my song. I just wrote for the movie Scared to Death uh-huh. uh, that uh, me and Brian Wheat and Sammy Bowler uh, wrote this song up at Brian's place in Auburn. And I took it out to L.A. and Chris Lord Algy and I did the vocals and the finishing touches. And I played him the song Scared to Death, which will blow your mind when you hear it. And I wrote it specifically for that movie. And the right. people at the movie said... Um, this is so unbelievable now we have you starring in the movie and now at the end people right. are going to see the, the grog wrote scared to death <laughs> so that's the last song that i purposely played and listened to awesome got you I always like to ask that question because you never know with the, with us being musicians you never know what we're listening to because most of us like so much stuff and, and it could be anything. Just like you say, it might be Shania Twain. I'll get in my vehicle and listen to Shania Twain. Or I'll listen, I just love music, man. It's just whatever hits me. If it's hot, it's hot. You know, it's, oh, just, I, it's just what it is. You know, yeah, so I, I, I can't remember what Chris and I were. I was up, it was, it was like 3.30 in the morning last night. Right. But right, then right. I had also, I was shuffling my reggae, like slightly stupid, <laughs> Brother and Daddies, Dave, me and Marley, you know, all yes, that stuff. Indeed. <laughs> Yeah, of course. The last yeah. song I look I saw on my phone when I shut my phone off was "Welcome to Jamrock" by Dave. Welcome Mando. to Jamrock, indeed. <laughs> Love it, my man, man. Kurt, Kurt, just once again, great time, <laughs> great conversation. And um, hey, man, everything's go. Everything is love. I am so honored to have you, man. It's been, you know, I'm thankful. I'm grateful. It's been a really, really great time. And I will say. The floor is yours if you want to show love to anyone or have anything you want to say or promote. And and please give my watchers and listeners your social media information, if you don't mind. Okay. All right. Well, thank you. Well, first of all, it's my honor and my pleasure to even be invited to be on your show. And I appreciate that because you're the Lord, man, to me. You're the Lord. (laughs) You're one of the two Lords that that mean a lot to me in my life now that we've met. Yes, indeed. But anyways, yeah, I just want to thank Thank you and all your listeners. I hope that, you know, our conversation today can make a difference in your life. Uh, follow Kurt Dimer, please, anywhere. Share the music. That's the only way we're going to get the headline. And then you get to see 75 Minutes of Chaos yes. and Crazy Rock and Roll. And it, I'm at Kurt, K-U-R-T, Dimer, D-E-I, M as in Mary, E-R.com. Follow me on Spotify. Follow me on Apple, anywhere you stream music. Instagram is growing like crazy at Kurt Dimer X, I guess it's called now at Kurt Dimer YouTube at Kurt Dimer subscribe, check out our videos. That's where we'll be posting even more fun and cool stuff and Facebook uh, at Kurt Dimer. And then the Kurt Dimer fam club, not fan fam club is on Facebook. Please join that. And 
really the easiest way, Lord, is just Google Kurt Dimer, D-E-I-M-E-R, and you'll come, you'll see all kinds of shit. So that's right. He's out there, ladies and gentlemen. He's everywhere. We're getting there. We're getting there. It's a lot of hard work, <laughs> but we're getting there, and I ain't giving up until I'm taking a dirt nap. So just get on out there. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. So the last thing I want to say, I just want to thank you for what you're bringing to the table, bro. You're you're, you're feeding us music that is nourishing as well as entertaining our minds, and and it's you know, you. It's, it's it's awesomeness on all levels. And and Curtin, I really mean that. You know, every single aspect of your music and visuals is very important. And and you know, continue success to you and and anytime you want to come back and talk about anything, you know, when you bring your new stuff, please come back and let's have another conversation. And uh, once again, it's been truly enjoyable, man. I really appreciate you. Thank you. I would love to, man. And if you've got anything going on and it's ways we can touch people's lives and you want me to come and speak with you or anything, I'm happy to do it. So same thing with me. You need me for anything. Goes back let and me forth. Know. Yeah. Yes. You need I, me for anything. I certainly appreciate know. it. Yeah, 100%. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate you. And I'm going to let you go. So, but, uh, Ladies and gentlemen, once again, you know who it is. It is the big guy with the big show, the Lord. You always got to pause here. Nelson, that is, for the podcast Live and Loud with the Lord on the CMS Network with Five Royals Entertainment and my very, 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 very special guest, special guest, special guest, Mr. Kurt Dimer. Yes, indeed. Yeah, my man, thank my man. Uh, thank you very thank much. Thank you, Lord Paul. Nelson. Love you, man. Hey, Thank you, you too, for everything. Man. Hey, have a Let's great... Spread. Yeah, yeah, Let's yeah. keep spreading the peace and love. Always, always. And uh, have a great tour, man. It's a long one, but have a great, great tour, man. I know it's going to be super, super dope, man. Indeed. Yeah, what what town are you in? I'm in, actually, uh, Columbia, South Carolina. Well, Irmo, right outside Columbia. I'm in South Carolina. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't th- I don't know if we're going to be close to there or not. You know, I, I looked on the schedule. <laughs> I looked. I said, I said right. let me see if they're going to be anywhere close, man. Yeah, but you guys are more out that way. But yes, indeed. But anytime that you are, are anywhere close or anything like that, man, I'm going to make time to come see you. There's no Thank doubt you. about it. Yes, indeed. I really I really look forward to meeting you in person. Yes, I really thoroughly enjoyed meeting you. And uh, you're, I can tell that you're just a great dude. And it was an honor to meet you, man. Hey, man, I, the, the feelings are mutual, my brother. I really mean that, no doubt. You, you. You're a great dude. And the last thing, as my brother uh, Relentless says, um, California brothers, they always say, we just need more great human beings in this world. And that's what you are, my brother. You are one of the well, great human you. beings. thank you, man. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Well, thank, thank you so man. much. Be you good. as well. Hey, love thank to you, you man. All right, Peace man. out, man. All right, thank be you. Be good. Bye-bye. Right. Bye-bye. <laughs> Peace. <laughs>
accept the Lord. Nelson, that is. Ha, 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 ha.